Hey there, folks. Alex Oaks, and welcome to an extra special episode of Classic Camera Revival. Yes, this year, Bill Smith and I have been participating in the Frugal Film Project. So I decided that it would be a great idea to invite the members of the group this year, whether they shot a roll of film, whether they made it partway through and didn't complete it, or never even got off the ground to join us on a round table. Now, I'm not as talented as our friends over at the Camerosity podcast are at arranging large round tables, so I instead decided to open up three different recording sessions. The problem is, is that I only ended up getting two parts recorded of the three so it's going to be presented as a two-part episode so i'm going to roll that introduction and we're going to jump right into part one welcome to the classic camera revival coming to you from the greater toronto hamilton region of ontario canada if you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now you most likely will by the end of the episode Okay, so welcome to Roundtable 1, and the Roundtable tonight is a little more like a triad, so why don't you two uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Well, I'm Billy Sanford. I'm uh, joining in from Birmingham, Alabama in the Southeast United States, a uh, two-time participant in the Frugal Film Project. Andrew Reynolds, uh, currently residing in Chris Pamsis, New Brunswick, at Southern New Brunswick uh, in Canada. Uh, this is my second year as well. Oh, wonderful. Um, so what initially drew you into um, the uh, Frugal Film Project? Just looking for another, like a, or an organized project to do. It's fun to get out and shoot and do those sorts of things. But I, I tend to not do a lot of organized activities, and it seemed like a neat one. There was a fair bit of collaboration. The uh, I, I like the notion of doing things that are more affordable, keeping things on the affordable side. And it just seemed like a nice group, and it gave it a, gave it a shot, and off we went. Yeah, I would agree. I think, you know, there was certainly, you know, with with everything costing more and more, I think, you know, the idea that film photography is a thing that people can enjoy without having to spend an extremely large amount of money was a, you know, an idea that I wanted to get behind and promote and participate in, you know, sharing that philosophy uh, with the community at large. And also just the 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 project part of it where you're using a you know a particular camera and or film throughout the year, you know, having to kind of put it through its paces during the different seasons, different lighting situations, trying to come up with interesting subjects uh, for that combination and learning the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, was appealing to me and and certainly have enjoyed that aspect of it, I think. Nice. Well, for me, I, I shoot a lot of very expensive cameras, <laughs> not not like going into like Leica territory on the 35 millimeter end, but like I shoot the high-end professional camera, the Maxim 9, the F5, um, Roloflex, Mamiya M645 cameras that really have a lot of value even still today. Um, so the idea of seeing what I can produce with the systems that I like, but the lower spec models has been really interesting. Like the Maxim 70, which I've been using this year, has produced rock solid images. The lens isn't that good, but the camera itself backing it is absolutely fantastic. So um, it was really just the idea of like, oh, wow, this is a really fun group project that's completely different from 
other projects I've done in the past, which has been on a weekly basis. This is like, oh, just one roll of film a month? Okay. <laughs> I, I think I can do that. Yeah, last year for me was sort of a similar... I, I ultimately ended up using a Kodak 66 folder, and I was generally aware of folders, but I had never used one. And I was very much uh, into medium format at the time and and was wondering, you know, what would be possible? What could you get that would shoot medium format for $75 or less um, without, you know, going for a Holga, which, you know, would be fine. But I was just curious. I just had not really looked out there to see what was available and came across that Kodak 66 um, and just loved it. Had a great year shooting that. It It's a fantastic little camera. Folds up, of course. You can fit it in a large jacket pocket. So very much uh, easier to move around with than, say, the Hasselblad, for sure. <laughs> the Hasselblad has a, a lot of really good glass behind it, but it is right. awkward to use. <laughs> it is. And I seem to be going for a slightly different approach. The camera body is going to keep being the same one. I'm just going for different lenses. So I okay. really like consists like consistently find challenging having too many different choices. So it's been pick a lens I wouldn't normally use and use up. So the first year was a was a 28 mil Vivitar, my my Nikon F801 S, which is the thing I keep using. 28 was hard. I don't do wide very well. So it was, that was a year. So then this year I sort of backed off a bit and, and it was a, it was just a, just a 518 series E on it so very nice setup very easy to use very very durable but probably a little closer to my um what I'd be comfortable with so I probably I, I need to so that's that's what I'm looking at now is it's been fun I'll probably use the same camera again because I like the familiar, familiarity the, the gear just works and from my perspective too frugal doesn't necessarily mean having to buy something new every year so using stuff I already have and having a different experience is, is 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 what I what I what I like and and the notion of consistency and having to have something and hit and hit that goal and do something different because there's be fair to be fair there's a lot of folks out there that are that are are shooting quite a variety of subjects so it's it's uh it's I'm not saying it's going to say it's competitive but it's it's at least it's encouraging everybody to to get out and think about it a little bit not just go out and shoot right in the right in the driveway and come back in so i think it's it's uh, definitely definitely been good that way well that brings up um another good question how do you choose your uh, subjects each month so last year i i didn't really have a theme uh just wherever i went the camera went with me so i ended up taking a a, a wide range of subject matter <laughs> uh pictures the this year though i did make a more conscious effort I think I'm calling it, uh, I guess, maybe points of interest. <laughs> so I wanted to stay within my state, but go visit, uh, you know, what people might call the roadside attractions or the, you know, if you were a visitor from out of town and came in, what what would be that thing you would want to go see that the people who live here don't go see, right? Um, that's oh, sort that's of cool those sort of things. So, you know, it's been, it's been very interesting because I'm one of those people who live here and I don't go <laughs> see uh, these places, but went to, you know, the World War II battleship uh, park down uh, in the Bay, the Gulf of Mexico. That would be the USS Alabama, right? Correct. Yeah. Iowa class? I think so. Yeah. Nice. 
So that was very cool. Went to the uh, Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, saw a moon rock. <laughs> that was very cool. And just everything in between has been kind of one of those things that's sort of unique to my area. Um, so that was my theme for this year, um, just keeping it keeping it local and, and seeing what's out there, trying to take in my everyday environment through the eyes of what a uh, visitor might want to check out and see. Nice. Being frugal both in your camera film and your location choices. Right. <laughs> exactly. Seems like a few of us did that. I know mine was probably somewhat similar. It's all, and we didn't travel that far this year. So it's all, all different images, different provinces in Atlanta, Canada. So some here in New Brunswick. Nova Scotia and, and Prince Edward Island, uh, even in, in one of those ones. I know that you two, you know, those touristy ones. And I know I've got one series there, I think it was, was July, and we went to Peggy's Cove, Nova Scotia, which is the most touristy place you can go. And I'm, that's where I'm from, Nova Scotia, <laughs> about half an hour from there. And it's the most touristy part of the, and it, but we went for another reason to visit, meet some family. And it's like, okay, I'll try. And, uh, and I got some nice things there. You just, you never know, but it's, um, but there's, yeah, there's so many things in your own backyard. Mm, and and it's just it was just nice to do that i i think i'd like to go stretch it a little bit further but depend on what uh what our what travel things look like uh look like next year but the the challenge is is that and we and there's a lot of spots that we like to go locally that will keep going and Mm -hmm. i could i could go and shoot a roll in st andrews new brunswick and charlotte county every month you folks probably get tired of it but it's (laughs) nice we we, we like to go down and visit so it just it just i guess whatever works right or or even i think so i think between the two different years, I might have tried different approaches and having a different lens each year gives a bit mm-hmm. of a different perspective there as well. So. Yeah, no, I I was very careful in um, in my planning. Again, this was my first year participating, so a lot of the places I've I've included this year have been one that I've included in past projects and are are favorites of mine. As sort of like, oh hey, I'm the new kid on the block. Let me introduce you to what I like about so i shot downtown milton i've i've shot downtown milton for years i grew up here i still live here i tried to escape but the fates had me staying here for lots of very good reasons two of them i can think of my wife and my son Mm -hmm. um and um stratford ontario another favorite um oakville where i work um we had a chance to do a bit of traveling this year we went out to regina to visit family so Again, the camera came along with a single roll of film. It survived the x-rays at the Regina airport um, without any trouble, but they don't have the big CT scanners there yet, which is a which is a good thing. But no, I actually kept very careful track of everything, like where I was, what the theme was, what I was focusing on. The idea is I don't want to have any repeats. Like It's like I might be in the same geographical town, but I don't want to shoot the same subject. So... Right. I, I like that about the project that, you know, it's pretty wide open. I mean, there's this, you know, okay, here's a dollar amount to use to spend on a camera and film, but otherwise it's pretty wide open for what people want to do. And I think that's what I've gotten out of it. It seems like everybody does kind of put their own little bit of a twist to it. Last year, even though I didn't have a theme of subject matter, my extra little assignment I gave myself was that I was going to pick the four images I liked the best and make darkroom prints out of them. Oh, Um, nice. Very nice. So that that was a a part of it of 
you know, some months I liked more than four of the images. So it, it's how do you, you know, narrow it down to just the four. And then some months I may not have had <laughs> four that I did like. But so uh, at the end of the year, though, ended up with 48 prints that are in a little uh, portfolio um, that, you know, I, I filled up as the year went on. So that just to say... It's another thing about the project, you know, you work within the parameters, but then you can give yourself little fun side uh, mm. aspects to to meet within within the project. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm working on putting together a zine of uh, all the images I did this year. So um, one of the things that I've always felt that I do with these project posts is I don't post enough of the images on like the official blog post. So I set myself a pretty lofty goal um 24 exposure um rolls of film um you can actually get 25 out of the arista ones which is which is really nice i like those nice even numbers and um i made a point to put at least 13 up in each in each post like so i really made sure i thought every time i took took the shot like would this be one i would like and i find myself posting like 2022 20, like scanning 22 images, even up to all 25, I've scanned some months. I've just really, really liked them. So I also okay. set myself a little bit more of a stricter timeline with wanting them up before the first Friday of the next month, because that's when right. the blog post would come out. Right. Now mine is, it tends to vary. Um, so I find it's the best camera you have is one with you is this one tends to catch a lot of family stuff. So not necessarily stuff I would share. So they I might have I might have twenty keepers out of a roll and only five or six that I can trade because the rest of them it's 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 family members and stuff like that or, or their family are in the context like the, the the I was just looking there the roll from Peggy's Cove in Nova Scotia there's a bunch of nice background scenes and then there's my wife my mother-in-law and her and family and such I just where I just I just kept shooting so it's kind of kind of fun that way too and I share those with they they I share those with them. Mm. Yeah, that's why whenever I'm have the camera with um, my family as well, for the same reason, I don't share images of my wife or son. Well, my wife I share images of online, but my son definitely that's a that's a no no. Um, I always make sure the digital's with on situations like that, so it can be like, okay, let me get you a picture of you you two in front of it. Okay, now step aside. I need this one. There you <laughs> so, go. Right. So, so what film did y'all um, use this year? This year, I'm going with the uh, Olga 435 millimeter. I'm, I'm so last year was the folder. This year, it's a rangefinder, Aries discount with a uh, 45 millimeter lens, fixed lens. Nice. This year for me, it was this 2023. It was just me 100. I've been using a lot of the 400, and I tried a couple rolls of the 100 the year before. And I just went through that with really nice uh, slow film. It a challenge to your point on different seasons and things like that makes it interesting. But, um, but with the fast lens, it wasn't really much of a, a much of a nice, nice. I ended up running with um, Arista EDU um, ultra EDU 100, which is um, just rebadged Foma pan 100. Fantastic film. Really loved it. Again, faced so many problems when it came to lighting conditions, um, especially January here was, cold dark and gray for much of the month and i'm like well you know what i'll be fine yeah that first roll i had a lot of camera shake <laughs> and it's like why didn't i push it why didn't i shoot it at 400 and use fx 39 too 
I didn't okay. actually do a lot of that. I only a couple roles that I actually fussed with the uh, film speed. Most of the time, I shot it at box. That was a consideration for me from last year. I used FOMA 100 in the folder, and uh, you know there were there's a little bit of flexibility with that camera, but not a lot of you're not going to do a lot of fast shooting with it plus a 100 speed film and i can get away with that where i live it's pretty we get bright sunny days year round uh, but all of my shots were outside as a result so it was deliberate to go with a 400 this year so i could check out a few inside scenes <laughs> nice yeah, i think i pushed it once uh, the October one I did this to get a little bit more speed just to, to the 100 to 200 and actually it was nice I was actually able to get some shots indoors of the family and I'm okay. well next year I think the lens is gonna be a bit slower so I think I may just opt for the opt for the 400 and just go with it nice yeah I only ended up um, pushing twice I shot one roll at 400 and another one at 200 and um, really liked the results I got so maybe I might do a bit more uh, playing up and down with uh, with next year's film yeah, well, it's not something I normally do. So I did a mm. bit of experimentation earlier in the year with a bunch of expired color, like black and white C41 film and different things, trying to get results out of that. So it was a good a chance to just sort of apply what I've learned a little bit and see if I could get a different a different result. So it's no, it's definitely, uh, we'll see. I think I have to switch developers and things for next year just to keep things, keep the cost reasonable and stuff like that based on what I can get. So it, we'll see how it all works. So are you doing like constant, consistent developer as well? I use the same developer for everything. So everything is that Legacy Pro L110. I just ran out of it. And I was going to switch to trying Alpha Tech HC, which is the worst but I like the one. I don't shoot the volume. I don't shoot enough volume to drive through some ones that'll expire quicker. But um, the store in Fredericton, which is the one that's closest to me that actually I can actually buy products that doesn't carry it, doesn't carry that. So next year is probably going to be, I think that I, I grabbed a couple of balls of Alpha Saw 3, so I'm going to give that a try. Just, I like Ooh. things. I don't. Keep things consistent. I'll see how it goes. I, yeah, I know. But the the uh, Jacques was out of L one ten. All right, I just would have bought more of that because that stuff okay. is, that just works. Yeah, it does. So. No, I was I was definitely all over the place with my uh, with my developer. Whatever sort of dredge I had laying around, I would I would use it. Or it's like, oh, I I have this bottle. I better you know crack it before before it goes and just run through a bunch of film. How about you, Billy? Yeah, I've been working on a bottle of HC110 since last September, and it's still still going. <laughs> um, so I have used forever. that up through this month, but I had, for something else I was working on, I had mixed up a batch of Xtal, so I used that this month. Nice. So over the course of the year, did anything like seriously go wrong? Uh, so I mentioned that I'm using a rangefinder, but there really isn't a rangefinder patch. It's gone. So it's, it's scale focus really. Um, so that's one thing that, you know, is always, um, uh, you've got to remember to adjust your distance. <laughs> um, you, uh, I haven't left the lens cap on, but that could potentially happen. I think the the thing was not, you know, I, I guess I was not familiar with this line of camera, the Aries discount. Someone else, when I mentioned I was using it, said that they had never come across a working copy. Oh. Mine, has, mine has worked. 
for the most part throughout the year, but it does. So the cup, the uh, shutter speed and aperture rings are coupled at the end of the lens. So, you know, you could turn to change your uh, exposure value and it would keep, you know, the same value, but change your speed and aperture accordingly. Okay. And so something I suspect the shutter may be a little bit sticky. Um, mm. If I shoot, you know, five or six images in a row with the same settings on the negative, you'll see what looks like um, some artifact from the blades on the picture. So in between shots now, even if I'm using the same settings, I'll twist the, the aperture ring and the shutter speed ring just to loosen things up a little bit and just put them back where they were. Nice. Well, at least you managed to figure that out. That's right. <laughs> Mine were chances were more ergonomic. So these Nikon mm -hmm. cameras with the with the round eyepieces are fantastic, except the eyepieces don't stay attached. Oh, so yeah. I'm losing I've lost those. those. Well, until uh, we figured out my, uh, my father's really into 3D printing. So this is definitely frugal. So we we found a pattern and resized it. So now I have these bright red, but they're soft rubber, soft rubber eyepieces. So they screw right, they, they're threaded, they fit right in and they don't fall out. I nice. have to take it off to swap film and stuff around. But yeah, so it just, but it, it's just trying to find something like me. I, I could have gone online and bought the replacement Nikon DK17 with the correction for my, my, my vision and stuff like that. But then that's definitely not frugal. No. And, no, The I think this is probably... That probably cost about fifty cents worth of filament to make two eyepieces. There you go. Okay. Definitely that. Other than that, no, it's I and I have two of these cameras. That's why I worry about it. at some point they're gonna break, but I just want to I just keep using them. So I just <laughs> alternate them back and forth every so often to make sure that the both they're both up to Nice. Yeah, my lens ended up uh cracking a gear for oh, the yeah. uh, autofocus. Well, this was the uh the cheap Oh, that was late... like twenty eight to one hundred or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the the late late cheapy all plastic except for the lens the glass itself um from conica minolta thankfully i was able to find another one um for free and okay. um had someone who really wanted to see if they could fix a lens so it's like <laughs> here you go i'll buy you a two four if you can fix it <laughs> there you go and he was able to but again thankfully i have a whole selection of a mount glass including a um, a couple of lenses that I got for free. So I was able to swap those out here and there. Um, a 28.28 and a 51.7. Nice. So again, hopefully I won't run to, into it next year, but next year's camera is a little bit more robust, especially with the lens build quality. So planning on uh, continuing on next year? I've I've been debating it. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I mean, I do love the project. Uh, uh, might be good to take a break maybe for a year to, to um, come up with a new plan. I'm starting to, you know, run out of fresh ideas. <laughs> I think it'd be nice to have a little bit of a break maybe. Nice. I think I'm going to keep going. I need to find, I, I picked a lens that was a little, little sort of too close to the, into the comfort zone. I need to, I need to go back next year to take a little different. So I think that's, 
and then I'm hoping that the to be a little bit more different travel. So yeah, so trying to find that to like that. But I think I'm gonna keep going. Camera body will stay the same just because it's the one I just carry. And so for me, frugal frugal, I mean it's frugal, you can be frugal in terms of cost, but also frugal in terms of sort of complexity, things like that. So sticking with the stuff I already have and keeping that simple with my rest of my 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 setup there is uh is uh very important. It makes it easier for me to focus in on, on the images when I'm not thinking about like 10 different lens options or other things like just nice and simple here's the device figure it out that seems to work better for me nice so what lens are you going with i was actually the back and forth on this actually i i've got a couple of mid-range zoom so i typically i've been shooting primes i know that first year was a vivitar 28 which i love i very very much like that but um i don't have a 35 dedicated 35 for for films i have it on, on digital side but it's a cry it's one of the nikon dx ones so uh. um and Buying a Nikon 35 F2 or even a 2.8 AI is definitely not frugal. Wouldn't mind next time I'm up in Burlington, maybe I'll see if Jones got one. But uh, this time it's a Sigma. Actually, it's not bad. Sigma 28-70 AI. So the intent is probably to keep it around 35. Well, Simon, I don't normally shoot 35. So okay. spending the nice. year with, even if it's a Zoom, spending a year, we're just trying to shoot 35 to see if I can do half decently with that and and then see what I can get out of it. Because if I, if I just... Take the zoom and just just default it to fifty. There's not there's no point in that. There's there's nothing that's really going to do anything for me. It's not going. I'm not going to stretch. Yeah. But anyway, but right. so that's so that's what I'm thinking. And this, the other nice thing is since this thing is got a 52 mil filter thread, all my accessories are 52 mil. So um, filters and stuff like that that are all you know I paid a dollar for two dollars. It's that and then a uh, and then a flash this year. So I have a Nikon SB 22s that cost me two dollars and are two dollars in Canadian village, which wouldn't even buy you what probably wouldn't even buy you a chocolate bar down there now. But <laughs> but, but that's what it's just nice, just a nice simple, just nice simple setup so I can and then and try to introduce maybe some flash film. Not sure. I think if I get the flash, I might I might go for the 100 speed again. I haven't quite decided. One or the other. I find the Kentmere stuff just easy to work with. We'll try the developer, see how it goes. If I don't like it, I'll just I'll I'll mail order some some Ilfatech HC and I'm just trying to keep stuff simple and and I the fact that I can buy things within an hour of the house is kind of, it's kind of nice for me. So, well, yeah, that's nice. Super nice. Yeah. I'm going with a Canon EOS 3000. Oh, fun. Um, okay. Which was Canon's sort of first entry into um, what would eventually become the Rebel series of um, entry level SLRs. Um, I, I really like it. It's, Probably one of the ones that uses a, a expensive battery, though. Probably, unfortunately, that's the yep. other thing I like. These Nikon ones, that's double A's, right? Double A's are frugal. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does not. <laughs> it uses it doesn't use the two CR five, thankfully, the really expensive oh. ones. It uses just the CR twos, which are a little bit better. Yeah. And I have a bunch of them already. Like the Maxim seventy took them, the F sixty five takes them, so go. I got plenty of those. And then, um. Most of the time, I'll be running with the 28 to 80 kit lens, uh, okay. um, version two. And um, in some situations, I can go with a uh, 518 that I got for free. But that 28 to 80 is supposed to be fairly nice anyway, isn't it? It's a really nice lens. It's better than the lens that the camera came with, which was garbage. It was like a 38 to 76 millimeter lens. It was almost as if they took oh, a wow. point shoot lens and put an EF mount on it. Okay. So it should be fine. I've already started sort of collecting ideas of what I want to, uh, what I want to do and 
again, making sure there's no real repeats in themes from uh That's fair. from this past year. So Saskatchewan may show up again, I'm not sure. <laughs> We're planning to go to hopefully I think permits will be Newfoundland this year. So it'll be some some new scenery, some different things for us as well. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Newfoundland is the place I've wanted to go visit too. So Yeah, no, I need to take my wife home and maybe we could see some of the rural parts of the province. It'd be uh the challenge then the challenges with this project, which I ran into not this year, last year, is shooting ahead. So if you get so many roles and it's like I said, it's I can get stuff and it's hard to get it. It, it. I think last was it last year? Not this year, last year I started shooting and before I started shooting too far and I added I, I think I had to split a role at the end of a month, beginning of the next one just to get enough to get through the end of the year because I was having too much fun. So <laughs> Yeah, I I I generally will try to shoot the entire role in a day. Um, there's been a few times where I've sort of split it up just because of the situation. Like, okay, I want to shoot, we're going to be in this part of the city on this day. So I want to get these shots or, and then it's like, oh no, I better finish this off before, you know, we fly home. Yeah. I think last year for me too, like I mentioned, you know, the camera just went with me wherever I went. So I was, I tended more to break it up over the course of the month last year plus since it was medium format i mean i only needed 12 shots to get through a roll but uh so i but i felt an obligation to pick them a little bit more wisely maybe or or try to you know find more interesting subject matter a little bit mm. um but this year it i've definitely kind of gone out with a purpose of trying to you know, not taking other cameras with me, for example, just taking my frugal camera out and shooting that role wherever I'm at and and kind of dedicating the day to that purpose and getting it done and finished with. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely be trying that a lot more next year. This <laughs> year, I, I there was often one, maybe two other cameras mm -hmm. on me. So, well, gents, um, Parting advice for uh, anyone who wants to uh, join in the project next year. Well, I think, you know, that it was like I mentioned before with last year, not knowing what kind of frugal options were available for medium format. And this year, choosing a rangefinder, despite not really being a rangefinder guy, I would say use it as an opportunity to try out a different type of camera or film or uh again set yourself one of these other kind of extra parameters that that we talked about a little earlier you know em embrace the spirit of the frugal film project you know i i know a lot of people um sometimes will post in the group you know is this allowed or that allowed you know and i don't think anybody's really going to complain if you do something, uh, you know, if, if someone gifted you a Leica, it, that's not in the spirit of the project. It may be free to you, but it's not in the spirit of the project. So I would mm. just say embrace the spirit of the project and use it as an opportunity to try out some different stuff that you otherwise might not. Um, you know, you may uh, find uh, a type of camera or an emulsion or a developer or uh, something like that that you had not used that you really enjoy. And then uh, like like you mentioned with doing a zine or something like that, uh, shoot with the intention throughout the year of something you want to do with the images at the end that you can have as sort of a takeaway 
at the end of the year to uh, to remember by. I think that's really nice. That's uh, what I did with my prints from last year. So I can go back and look at it and remember all those days out shooting. And I would say for me, it's it would be like this, the, if there's an opportunity to stretch to do something you don't normally do. Like I said, for me, like it was picking focal lengths that I don't normally choose or things like that. Um, the notion of, like I said, being frugal could be things you already have. If things, if it wasn't expensive to get in the first place, uh, I'm my only thinking just seeing some of the folks that have had experience over the years, sort of the race, the race at the bottom price wise, <laughs> probably not. if it's something you really want to try, but really, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with, with sort of pushing the envelope, like staying within the, within the limits of the budget, but buying something or, or having something that's reliable. So you're having a consistent reliable, even if it's not. I mean, it's, you're not, we're not buying something, not buying something that's shooting high speed sports or doing things like that. You're not doing some sort of crazy, but if you've got something that just works and can give you to your point, consistent results or a consistent user experience, would you have a better, would people have a better experience that way? And I see some of the folks here that they've got the nicest of the devices. And I just, I feel bad when they see that they're, they're, you know, they've tried, like they're on the third or fourth camera and they're not having a great time. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe that maybe that maybe people like that, but that just that just might that be my my and that's why I've sort of sort of stuck with the I'm gonna just keep using the same cameras and that's it just keeps it simple for me. So that's the thing, keep it keeping it simple and not and and uh, I guess that'd be the last thing is um not it's a separate project, but maybe not making it a separate thing. Like I I, it's, it, I just I carry I carry the camera with me. It's a camera I use for other things. It just happens to be the role that's in it. Um, if I've got enough. 26 or 20s i've enough frames and i want to i don't want to get something else for myself that's not part of that i do that there's a few roles where i've, I've thrown on the uh my 135 which is would completely blow the budget but i want a couple shots at the end which aren't and, and, and stuff like that so i think it's but it's uh overall i think it's it, it just, just think those are the things i would think about just just it, it, it just trying to make sure that you have the best experience that you can if it's like you hmm. yeah well my advice would be very very similar um know your camera before you before you jump into it like make sure you have that camera picked out a few months before the start work out any bugs give you a chance to you know if it's gonna fail um let it fail before it becomes an issue because these days even even some of the consumer slrs are coming up in in price again and especially lenses that are still easily used like the f mount EF mount, well, EF mount not so much anymore since uh, they've done done away with it with the R, with the new R series, and yeah, just just have fun. Don't don't try to don't try to do anything overly special. Um, follow the spirit of the group, and you can make your own rules as you go along. And if you are planning on doing a zine, plan on starting it in January. I started mine a little too late, and it was a struggle to go back and start again so i'll definitely for for next year be starting in january like have everything all set out and ready to go and just fill in as i go along well thank you both for uh joining into uh joining into this uh little bit of a round table turned out to just be uh probably three guys sitting at a bar <laughs> in the breeze but you know what yeah That's thank you for putting fine. it together no, it's nice to finally actually meet you virtually, Billy. I know I've heard your voice enough and chat back yeah. and forth and all this. So it's nice. And thanks, Alex, for for taking the time to do. It's a it's a nice way to add uh, add to the whole experience. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, get a few more uh, people into the group for next year.
So for the second part, we actually ended up with a lot more people this time. And most wonderfully is that Sherry Christensen actually took time out of her incredibly busy schedule to join us. And what was really great about having her is that she is the founding member of the Frugal Film Project. So we're going to jump right into part two and share a little bit about how and why the project started. Okay, folks, and welcome to part two. And we have a much bigger crowd here today. Um, so why doesn't everyone just go ahead and introduce themselves? Mario Piper, um, host of the Gen X Photography Podcast here in Vermont, and uh, very happy to be here. I'm Sherry Christensen, and I'm host of Embrace the Green Photography Podcast. I'm uh, Dave Mahali, host of the Old Camera Guy channel on YouTube, and I'm in Central Ohio in the U.S. And I'm Jeff Tidwell. I host no podcasts or YouTube channels. I just take 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 shots on a camera. That's all I do. Nice. Now, one of the best parts about tonight is that Sherry is here. So, Sherry, why don't you tell us a little bit about how the Frugal Film Project started? What's the reason behind it? And just give us a brief history. So way back, I would say the end of 2018, I was looking for a photo project that wouldn't break the bank. And I didn't want to do it myself. So I thought, okay, 50 bucks will get you at that time, a decent camera and lens and whatever kit you wanted. And you needed to source your film locally, the cheapest stuff you could locally source enough for um, one roll a month per year. So for me at that time, it was Kodak Gold was way back then it was at the local Walmart for $12.98 for three rolls for 24 exposures. That has very much changed over the years. Uh, gold is no longer available in Walmart. Um, and we have upped our um, budget to $75 US from 50 because the prices of cameras have went up. And we started out, there was, um, I hosted it on um, a WordPress Word uh, page there that, uh, you know, those cheap free um, websites, that's the word I was looking for. And uh, I was looking for about five people to join me and was really surprised the first year when there was about 18 people wanted to join me. So that was way more than I expected. And um, I think everybody but two made the year. And we posted along on that site for two years. We produced a zine. It's still available on MagCloud um, if you feel so inclined to have a look at it there. The first year, it's called Frugal Film Project 2019. And the second year in 2020, uh, we continued on there. We had some of the same people and some new people. And after that, my life was changing, so I could no longer keep up with it because I was having more and more grandkids appear. So we went to the Facebook group where everybody's on the honor system, and it has gotten a lot larger there. Yeah, the, that's the joys of social media. Plus, you have a lot of people now promoting it through their own through their own channels and really linking it back. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So why don't we go to 
Dave. Now, Dave, how long have you been part of um, the Frugal Film Project? So I missed out on 2019 and 20. I actually joined in January of 2021 uh, when, as Jerry said, it was still $50 for your camera. Rules, uh, she could tell you, were a little bit different then than they are now because uh, during that year, we had six months of a color stock and six months of black and white. And there wasn't a stipulation where you had to use the same camera for every each month or the same camera for the whole year. So mm -hmm. my participation that year, I started with uh, black and white. I had, uh, I believe it was Fomapan 400 because it's cheap. And uh, I had it 120. I got it for probably about five bucks a roll, I think, or so. And I thought, what better cheap camera to use that's 120 or medium format than the Holga? So I did six months with my Holga. Loved it, got some uh, deliciously lo-fi shots and had a great time with it. And then for the color, I think I used uh, Kodak Ultramax that first year for me in 2021, which again at the time was pretty cheap. And I ended up using a few different cameras since that was the rules then. You could use a different camera every month. So I think uh, one month I used one or maybe a few months actually, I used the Vivitar Ultra Wide and Slim, which I still love to this day. I know Alex, you I, I know you have an affinity for that one too. And then uh, the Nikon N65 I used uh, some months, and I think I might have used something else, too. I think I used a little kid's camera. It's almost like a Fisher-Price kid's camera, which, well, that month was kind of a wash. But the other months were really good, so I really enjoyed that. And then uh, the next year, I also was involved, 2022, last year, uh, and I did use, I think the rules at that point had changed back to where it was just one camera for the whole year. So I used my Nikon N65, which I got for a whopping $2.25 off of a lucky eBay score. And uh, I used Acros, which I know is, does not usually sound like a frugal film typically, but Adorama had slightly expired uh, Acros in 35 millimeter uh, for, you got five rolls for 25 bucks. So again, $5 a roll for Acros, I would do that all day, every day. So I used that for the entire year, uh, all of last year. And then uh, this year, 2023, Again, using one camera for the whole year, I have a Minolta Maxim HTSI Plus that I use. Yeah, and I see thumbs up from uh, Alex. He, I know he's a Minolta Maxim devotee, although I think when he has a little bit fancier than what I have. Uh, <laughs> and then the Arista EDU 400 Ultra, which again, you know, roughly $5 and change for a roll. And I was actually able to source that locally at uh, Midwest Photo, where Matt Mirage works uh, here oh, in Columbus. Nice. Yeah, so I got enough yeah. for a whole year so. Uh, it's been a blast. Love it. And I'm certainly planning on uh, signing up next year as well. Awesome. Jeff, what have you been doing this year? And is this your first year with the Frugal Film Project? Yeah, this is, this is actually my first year. I heard about it, I think, in the fall of last year and decided just to wait till January to join up. Uh, but no, this is my first year. Um, I'm shooting a Diana Mini um, with uh, Kentmere 400. Uh, bought a bulk roll of that just to make it through the year. Um, but yeah, and I, I have a love-hate relationship with that camera. <laughs> uh, but through this project, I've just really, honestly, just fell in love with that camera. It's it's quirky. It's got so many little problematic things you have to work through. But in the end, it's just a, it's a really fun camera to shoot. Oh, nice. And Mario, how about you? How long have you been a part of the Frugal Film Project? Uh, this is my second year. The first year, well, actually, both years, uh, Pentax Spotmatic 2 that I got for whopping total of zero dollars. Um, <laughs> free Facebook ad, got two Spotmatics, uh, three or three or four lenses, all for free. So I'm uh, 
very happy with them. And one of them is right here. It's got an actual working light meter. So I'll be using this for the next years. But anyways, my previous two years, I've used my Spotmatic 2 uh, with the Vivitar lens. And the first year I bulk rolled Arista, I think 200. Uh, very cheap, very easy. And bulk rolling makes it cheaper. And then this year I went with the same camera, same lens, but uh, bulk rolled. Uh, really beautiful film, but I, <laughs> I've had some interesting malfunctions with that, that film, but you know, that's part of film. So it's nice. And Sherry, I know you are a little bit behind on things, but what sort <laughs> of gear did you choose for this year? Well, this year I have a Pentax Spotmatic that my mom gave me. So it was free and there was a multiple full uh, amount of lenses in the bag with it so I just included that in the kit and I used some expired Agfa Vista 400. Like now, original have... or um, Agfa photo? Um, the stuff that the last stuff they made right before they discontinued it. Oh nice oh geez. So I had the yeah the um, right before they discontinued I went and bought three bricks of it and threw it in the freezer nice. and I thought, it's not doing any good sitting in the freezer let's get one out <laughs> there you go so and uh yeah i've got from february till august sitting there waiting for me to develop them because i've been busy and i skipped a few months and i'm going to load december <laughs> nice now, as Sherry alluded to things do get busy life gets in the way um what sort of like things got in people's ways over the course of uh over the course of this year so um the first thing is the farm because i have to take off spring and fall that's my livelihood and then i have three grandsons and they're in hockey they're in skating they're in school they're in various activities and the youngest one is seven months old so he's very busy and demanding just by himself. Oh, yes. The little ones do that. <laughs> yeah. So next year should be easier. He'll be older and up running around and I won't have to be sitting holding him quite so much. Yeah, but there's nothing better than holding a little baby. Yes. <laughs> Dave, how about you? Yeah. So time is, of course, I think the biggest challenge for probably all of us, I would venture to guess. But um I would tell you this, though, be, being a part of this project is great because it it almost forces me to get out and shoot every month. I think if I wasn't a part of this project, uh, I might be maybe a little bit more lax in my shooting. Another big part of my time is involved with, uh, as we kind of alluded to before, YouTube videos that takes up, Alex, as you well know, a ton of time. Uh, it's a labor of love, though. I enjoy doing it. I'm sure you do, too. But um, time is the biggest factor. But again... I've been lucky in that around central Ohio here, I can just pick one little small town and knock off the whole roll in maybe an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. Because uh, there's just, to my eyes, at least there's so much to see here. Other people may not see it that way. You know, Ohio, a lot of times looked at as flyover country, but uh, I prefer to call it the heartland. But uh, maybe it's both. But I enjoy seeing just, again, small towns. Each small town has its own little flavor. There's a lot of commonalities, but... Um, there's no shortage of small towns around here, so uh, it has been a little bit challenging, but again, it's a it's been a welcome challenge. And if I had access to all the small towns you had, I'd have years <laughs> worth of Frugal Film Project uh, yep, yep. Um, material to go with. Jeff, how about you? Um, I think just in terms of getting, you know, in the way of the project would be, I've got three kids, 
wife, you know, just family stuff. And then uh, during fly fishing season, I tend to choose fly fishing over cameras and I have to choose, you know, priorities there. But uh, this summer I was second shooting for five different wedding photographers and I ended up shooting 14 weddings over the summer. So I actually, I think I missed, was it July and August this year? Um, that I tried to make up, but just haven't had time to make up those roles. Mario? Uh, for me, it's just, uh, well, I own my own cleaning business. And so I picked up a couple of new accounts and it's just getting YouTube scheduled. Um, I'm finally starting to get more used to the schedule and uh, going to work earlier so I can wake up earlier the next day and be awake during daylight hours. So that's been my biggest challenge is just scheduling. <laughs> scheduling to photograph when it's pretty up. Maybe you can get your hands on some short data Delta 3200 for uh, yeah. for one year and and do it do it Nighthawk style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how about gear problems? Anyone run into that? I know that my my main lens conked out for a couple of months. I was able to get it fixed, but um, uh, my one Pentax uh, that I started with decided it wasn't going to play nice, but I found the problem and fixed it. So I did use that. Uh, a second one that is identical for one month. Yeah, wasn't wasn't serious. They're mechanical. So other than yeah, that, everything else is fine. It's the same with me. No, no, no issue whatsoever mechanically. That's the one. One of the big things. One of the best things about it is the camera that I chose. Similarly, similarly to you, Sherry, Spotmatics are just awesome, awesome cameras. Yeah, yeah. And my the battery in mine works too. It's the SP. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, it was <laughs> when I first started using the Dyna Mini, I didn't realize that if you try to switch between a half frame to the square frame, it would lock up like in the middle of a roll. And so, oh, no. Yeah. And so I got through, I think, my half of my first roll and switched it and it just locked up. And so I had to go in the bathroom and pull it out and, you know, try to re-sprocket the film back onto the sprockets and... So they're just those little nuances that the camera has were the only mechanical issues I had. And then it likes to, it loves to eat sprockets too. Uh, oh. You'll be halfway through a roll and all of a sudden it just starts tearing through the sprockets. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get my K1000 in for service. It loves to strip sprockets too. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that crunch, crunch sound. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I what it is that causes that. I mean, why do why do some cameras like to eat the sprockets or chow, eat, go through the sprockets, whereas others don't? I so this one I've learned if I just really take my time as I advance the film, like just go real slow, it's fine. But if I get in a hurry, it'll, it'll start yeah. stripping them. A little bit of speed, a little bit of like too much tension, I think, also yeah. also can potentially cause it. Now I know for me, my my frugal film project, I'm very very good at pre planning stuff, so. What are other people's approaches? Like, do you sort of think ahead? Do you track what you're doing or do you just go on the fly? Um, I plan nothing. I pack the camera around and if there's a shot, I take it. <laughs> I might jump in the old pickup and go for a drive around someplace to see if I can find neat things to shoot. And that's how I plan nothing. I usually carry three cameras with cameras with me because that's what my case carries and all of them are slrs almost all of them are spotmatics <laughs> um so one of them always my frugal film uh camera and i'm kind of like sherry if 
if something catches my eye and it looks, I think it'll look good on with this film, then I'll just grab it, shoot it, also shoot it with one of the other cameras and maybe even the third one and have identical shots with three different film stocks. But yes, I even packed mine out on the tractor when I was picking rocks this spring. Nice. <laughs> nice. It didn't come home very clean. Maybe that's why it had a problem later. <laughs> I plan some of my shoots, but uh, more around like if I have like a long weekend trip or something, like I think I shot, I believe it was my June roll uh, in Washington, D.C. because I was there for, again, just like a two-day layover kind of thing. I uh, went to Michigan in October, so I shot my uh, frugal roll uh, up in Michigan. And uh, so if I have little trips, those are the ones that I kind of plan. It, it, the planning it, it basically exists of just me bring my camera with me because I know I'm going to go on a trip. But otherwise, uh, I look at Google Maps. I, I guess I plan my more or less loosely geographically. So if I see, again, small town maybe I haven't been to yet, or maybe I've heard something about a town that has, you know, kind of cool ruins or something like that, um, I'll just, you know, go on Google Maps, pick a place. And if it's within an hour and a half or so, I'll go out there and kill a roll. So not not a ton of planning. But again, I think if you're looking hard enough, you can find something interesting to photograph almost everywhere. Yeah. Usually when I have about four or five frames left on the roll, I'll just go walk around the farmyard and I can find something. Yeah, if you get it, if you photograph something at a different angle too, it can really make a something that seems rather prosaic look rather interesting, you know? Yep. Different angle, different time of day, different lens, film stock. What looks boring to me that I see every day is maybe interesting to someone else. That too. Yep. Indeed. I, I do zero, I do zero planning. Yeah, I just, it's running gun wherever I'm at. Uh, if you look at what I've posted over the year, it's uh, street stuff, event stuff, an underground metal wrestling show. Uh, <laughs> there's rural stuff. It's all over the place. Um, and I think a lot of that lends to there's, you know, it's one shutter speed. It's like one sixtieth of a second. It's one. I think there's two f stops, like f eight, f eleven, and so you're very limited in what you can capture. Uh, and so a lot of it's me experimenting. What can I do with this camera? Uh, nice. Yeah. Now, now there there are those those fixed rules in which you have to work. But does anyone have like any sort of personal rules that they that they follow? Like, I mean, yeah, you have to post at least by the 14th of the next month that's not really hard and fast but i like to have mine posted before the first friday of the next month so that it gets onto the blog in time uh when i first started i was uh very good at that and apparently now i'm not <laughs> but as you said this has taken on a life of its own you're right you're right i just post mine whenever they're done and sometimes yeah. it's by the 14th sometimes it's not Nice. Same with me. <laughs> yeah, the having it posted by the 14th was when we first started out. That gave you two weeks for a lab to turn around if you're using a lab or for yourself to get your developing done. And that just kept the blog keeping it going and going and it would just roll on to the next month. But now that it's on to the Facebook group, it's and the honor system that isn't quite as strict <laughs> good projects have wiggle room yes nice and so what... do any of you plan on uh, or have you chosen what you're going to use next year if you're participating or oh yes yeah um 
Canon EOS 3000 with a 28 to 80 lens or a 51.8, which I got for free on an EOS 650 body, but the 3000 is a lot smaller. I just wish I could use that 40 millimeter pancake, but it's right. not frugal. <laughs> no. Right. Well, it's frugal it's for a new lens, but not for this project. Yeah. It's a yeah. great lens. I, I love that lens. I yeah. do too. And going with Arista 200. So it's a film. Well, Film of Pam 200 and I have never really gotten along. So I think it'll be fun to uh, push myself and try and finally nail it down. I got a ton of different developers out there. So that's one thing the developers, you don't, it's not limited. You can swap that around every month. I know. So that it's gives you great. a little bit of uh, leeway and, and changing things up. So. I think I'm going to, I haven't quite fully confirmed in my own posture, but I'm kind of inching toward uh, for Delta 100. I know it's not a um, film, but I, Julie and I found a, it was basically a trunk sale. Somebody's, all, all their film, they had 300 rolls of film. And a lot of it was Delta 100. And it ended up being about $2 a roll for all the rolls. So for me, it's still frugal. Um, so it'll be about $24 for the entire year for 36 exposures. That's uh, perfect. Nice. Yeah. And I started to use, uh, EcoPro, uh, paper developer for developing black and white really, really well. Okay. Really well at one, one plus 50 for 30 minutes, one, like one agitation every 15 uh, seconds, just really, really good, uh, development and, and more environmentally friendly. So. Interesting. Yeah. Well, my film for next year, I did not source locally, Sherry, but uh, I saw that if any of you all know uh, Ribsy, he's on YouTube and Instagram and pretty much everywhere. He's got that uh, new classic Easy 400, and it's what we believe to be probably rebadged Fomapan, I'm pretty sure. But um, he said he was basically getting rid of all his inventory and he was selling it for $4.21 a roll. So you better believe I hopped on that. He sold it in only five packs. And I think it might still be available, actually, if you hurry. You might still be able to catch that deal. But uh, so obviously we need 12 rolls to get through the whole year. So I basically ordered three five packs, which is kind of nice because it gets 12 rolls. Plus, I got three more I can play with. And I actually shot some of that when I was in New York um, a couple months ago. So as soon as I saw that deal on that film, I'm like, that's my film for the Frugal, uh, Frugal Film Project for next year. And then for the camera... Since that is not DX coded, I wanted something I could kind of set the DX code on. And a little while back, probably over a year ago by now, I stumbled upon a, another eBay auction that was four uh, Canon Rebel TI bodies that I put a bid on. The starting bid was $9. I got it for $9. So if you would do the math, that means each body was $2.25. Uh, yeah. So I, I lucked out on that one, too. For the lens, I wanted to use a 518, um, and I found one of the off brands. Uh, the one that starts with Y, I don't know, Yong, Yong. Oh, Yong, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, I don't yeah. know how you yeah. say it, but it's Y O N G something. Uh, and I found one of those on eBay again. It was about roughly $40. So I figured for like 42 bucks, I'm under the limit. So that's my rig for next year. Nice. Yeah, we um, don't have to sor source our film locally anymore, just for everybody wondering. That was just the first year. <laughs> I'm still trying to decide. Uh, I really want to use the Dynamini again. If I do, I've got a bulk roll of some Kodak Vision that I may use for that. Um, or I found a Lubitel 
two at a thrift store for like 15 bucks. Oh, and those it'd be are fun to switch fun. over to medium format. Those are a it's lot like, of fun. Yeah. And if I do that, I don't know what film I'll use yet, but still trying to decide. Yeah. Fan 100 is a good choice. Yeah. What are the rules for the film? Uh, if the, the camera is under $75, what, what are the rules for this, the film for this coming year? 12 rules of film. Exactly the same stuff. So if you, um, like you've got the Delta, you need 12 rolls of Delta. That's all you need for film. doesn't matter. It has to be the cheap film. If it's expired, that's fine. Just not $12 a roll or 15 or 20 or whatever. <laughs> as cheap as you can get it. No yeah, quarter yeah. 400 here. No. <laughs> no. Unless you get it for a dollar a roll. <laughs> the old stuff. Yeah. 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 VC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. There we go. So what does everyone plan on doing with their images at the end of it? I know I've been working hard on putting together a zine for uh, this year, uh, just on my own, but does anyone else have, like, do they just sit on a hard drive? Or are you going to do something with them? Most I... of mine end up in a, a video for YouTube. I've, I've been doing that pretty consistently. I've got a few coming out, but they're going to be delayed. So like, my November one is coming out in January, for instance. But uh, yeah, they're usually good fodder for uh, videos on YouTube. I actually go through them at the uh, if um, summertime every year, August. Our local county has a calendar contest. Oh, and I nice. submit 10 images. And if I'm lucky, I get in. Last year, I was the cover image for my rollie. Nice. And this year I got one in from my frugal project in, I think it was 2021. So, yeah. Cool. So I just do whatever with them. I don't, I don't have time to sit down and publish a scene. Maybe later they're all sitting in Dropbox in their organized month, year. Yeah. So they're easy to sort out. But yeah, I do. I do sell a few of them. As far as this year's uh, go, shooting mainly, well, the Vision 350D, mainly it's just posting it online. But next year, if, if I do go with the Delta and I get good results and I can maintain, you know, when I develop it at home, if I can have dust-free negatives, then my hope is much more dark than printing. Explored a lot of that this year and I've really enjoyed it. So if, if I get good results from my own standpoint, dust free then my hope is to make more darkroom prints uh, of you know that film that's kind of why i chose delta, the delta uh, cheap stuff because <laughs> uh, it's good film and i'm i started actually layout this week on a zine that i'm going to do with the dynamite stuff i'm going to call it dirty diana oh, nice uh, <laughs> so and the, the model i have is it's pink with leopard print on it so i'm going to make it all glam looking so it should, it should nice. be a fun project yeah. oh that's so cool well that kudos is... to you walking around with a, a glam diana mini <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well it's, it's kind of the why i bought it because i wanted something pretty eccentric and it's very oh that's yeah. cute love it <laughs> so nothing, nothing it definitely stands out yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's hard to do candid stuff on it because people see it immediately <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any problem getting them to look at you no, no. <laughs> so Alex, what 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 about your zine? Um, I've I basically got the idea. Um, just going to be through Blurb and 
basically taking the 13 images that I put on the blog and putting them there and taking my large amount of writing and compressing it down to a smaller bit of writing. So one thing I always like doing is adding that little bit of historical context to to everything, giving sort of, yeah. Because I love, I love history, I love writing, I love writing about history. When I can get the two to really intersect, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Good luck condensing that. Yeah. I've managed to. <laughs> I have. I sort of like, okay. I take a, I usually start with taking a look at the 13 images and go like, okay, what points in the history are hit in these images? And those are the ones I sort of pick out and just work it down. So I have all of them in, except for December. I haven't shot that role um, by this point when we're recording it, um, but I am shooting it this weekend. So it'll be good to actually get it done at the beginning of the month and not halfway through and be like scrambling. Mm-hmm. Although I have switched what I was doing. This is now the third thing for uh, December. <laughs> um, going from one, going like, uh, you know, not really a good good thing. Plus, I've already shot a role in that location before to, oh, let's go to this place. And now the weather is going to be garbage. So going to go to another place where the weather is still going to be garbage, but it's a lot closer. Yeah. Our, it, outside is so gross right now. Every We don't have a drop of snow. It's so dry. It's dirty. It's just, there's nothing. It's gross. We have like, rain in the forecast. We do we've too. had that. And it's just, we're not supposed to be having that. <laughs> not this time of year. No. I find it nicely cyclic because started off January, cold, drizzly, wet, and December's now drizzly and wet and warm it, yeah it is warm except to, it has finally cooled off down to minus 10 tonight but last night it didn't even freeze the geese are still here oh wow yeah yeah do any of you guys have snow on the ground not uh, a drop yeah we nope. had a light dusting but it We've, yeah we had some but it got so warm it just melted yep yeah. i now have about four or five inches uh on the ground i'm not sure if it's going to melt away i usually look we go through like a january thaw and it does melt and then get more accumulation but i'm surprised that we have this much accumulation already all the time that i've been in vermont typically december is not really that snowy we don't get much snow until january or february so kind of hitting it earlier this year (laughs) well i just wanted to thank everyone for uh taking some time to come and uh sit down and join in for uh for this round table um before we go what advice do you have for anyone who wants to join in for next year don't stress about it if you miss some it want you want it to be enjoyable and not something that you have a deadline i got to get this done oh god i didn't get it done oh no (laughs) it's like okay so life happens and you miss a month well shoot next month plus you have now a spare roll of film that's right. <laughs> right. Shoot two in one month then. <laughs> yeah, I think along those lines too, uh, kind of what Sherry was saying, don't stress about it. Just remember to have fun with it. I mean, nobody's putting a gun to your head to do this. It's it's your choice. So make what you want to out of the project. Have fun with it and look at it not really as a chore, like, oh, I got to go it again this month and shoot another roll of film, but more like an opportunity that it it lets you get the opportunity to get out and shoot. And again, just... Have fun. Explore your area. Take new pictures and just, uh, you know, live with it. Love it. Yeah. 
And if you're if you roll a film, something happens and it doesn't turn out, it's not the end of the world. Right. I think I think too, uh, if you are from my you know my standpoint, if you're mainly a color shooter or mainly a black and white shooter and you find a cheap stock from the other side, it might give you a chance just to shooting one or the other if you're not normally used to doing it and give you a different perspective on what you're shooting. Yeah. And I think for me it's just experiment, like have fun trying new things and like I said that camera was nothing I would ever choose to you know on my own to go shoot with but there was something appealing about it for this project that I was like I'm going to buy into this and I'm just going to go for it uh and it's it's really challenged me as a photographer but it's also been just fun just like I said experimenting with the different things I could try to pull off with such a minimalistic camera and then post your stuff onto the group like I love seeing everybody's pictures Right. Uh, when I get yeah, when I get that little alert in my Facebook thing, I'm like, oh sweet, somebody posted something and I get to go it's see. It's the it. only a good reason to go to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, I have to ask you guys. Now, if you've been in this group group for uh more than one year, have you gotten rid of your previous frugal film camera? Or do you save them? Save them. <laughs> Pack rat. Yep. <laughs> when you find something, I, especially if you're if you use it every month, you get used to it. You tend, I mean, unless it breaks down, at least for me, I tend to start to really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm already starting off, I don't want to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There was yeah, only and one. I can say using this one this year, I will not get rid of this camera. Like, <laughs> you should you? Not with yeah. one that looks like that. <laughs> it's 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 part of the collection. There's only one that That's I've awesome. had that the lens was on it that I absolutely at the end of the year hated the lens. I didn't mind it when I started, but at the end it was like, oh, I hate this lens. I'll never use this lens again, but I kept the body. There you, there you go. Yeah, I'll probably be keeping the 70. It's a it's a great little camera and uh, I have a lot of A-mount lenses, so it's always good to have a backup. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. It's been a real long one so i'm really glad that you've stuck around till the very end um this episode was our penultimate episode for season nine so stay tuned in uh, about a couple weeks time you're gonna hear the season finale it's gonna be a little bit early this year it's gonna be airing on december the 22nd if you want to know more about the frugal film project you can find links to the website facebook group and instagram page on our episode notes and in the episode description and until next time, my name's Alex Lokes. Shoot what you love, with what you love, on what you love. Don't give in to the hype.